Hello, my friend. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. Thanks for joining me on this first day of April. It is Saturday, and that means it's time for us to talk about the sermon that you can expect to see and hear right here tomorrow at Paul White Ministries. If you like audio, you can always get our Sunday sermon wherever you're getting the DDP. The message that you will hear and see tomorrow, depending on what format you choose, is titled, The Whole Truth. This is a message that I did recently from our March monthly meeting in Chapin, South Carolina. And it is a sermon that covers two basic stories with the same idea in the New Testament. One is Paul's famous comment that We are all to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. We deal with that um, from the aspect of the fact that that sounds an awful lot like we're trying to do things to be saved. And of course, you know that's not right. And so what does Paul mean? We couple it with his follow-up verse that God is working in us. So we're working out what God's working in. But we take you to a Jesus story to help illustrate Paul's point. I think that if you preach the Apostle Paul, and you most certainly should, you should recognize that Paul is preaching Christ. So the best way, as far as I'm concerned, to preach Paul is to have a Jesus story. And Jesus is the story. So filter whatever you see in Paul through what you see in Jesus. Well, this is actually a sermon that was birthed by the DDP. We've been working in the book of Mark. We've been walking through these stories with Jesus, of Jesus, and we had got to the story of Jesus and the woman with the issue of blood, how she reached through and touched the hem of his garment, and then she felt the blood dry up inside of her, and she sort of closes in on herself, withdraws from Jesus. And the Bible says that she fearing and trembling when he turned to look at her. It's the same phrase that Paul uses when we work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. And then here's this woman fearing and trembling. And if you'll recall, Jesus turns to her and speaks to her. And the story says that she told him the whole truth. Well, when I did that on the DDP, it really landed in my spirit. That phrase, the whole truth. We talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but not deep enough, and I couldn't shake it. So that stayed with me for a while, and I just had to preach it out. So I think you will enjoy this sermon as it digs into that phrase. It tries to land in a spot that helps us interpret Paul, and it challenges the listener to both identify the whole truth and tell the whole truth. Because those two things are not, and they're not even always the same thing. Sometimes... We can't tell the whole truth because we aren't identifying the whole truth. And, and, and this is one more little hint. We have to be careful that we haven't completely missed the whole truth by embracing half-truths. 
and calling them truths. This is going to be one you're going to want to hear. Look for The Whole Truth tomorrow, wherever you get your podcast. If you like video, we have video available at paulwhiteministries.com or straight from our YouTube page. And if you're not a subscriber to our YouTube channel, I want to encourage you to go to PWM. You'll see our logo. Click subscribe and it'll let you know whenever we drop new videos. And by the way, we drop a little nugget of grace every day to YouTube. Little five, six, seven minute snippets of sermons of ours that we've preached over the years that we just think might brighten your day a little bit. It's sort of a video alternative to the DDP, which is walking you through passages of Scripture. Speaking of walking you through passages of Scripture, let's get back to it. Mark chapter 6, and this, of course, is our return to the verse-by-verse after taking a step yesterday to the essay edition, taking a step into a little deeper examination. And in the essay edition, we covered verses 7 to 13, where Jesus sends out the 12. If you missed that, I encourage you to listen as it will cover that in pretty good detail. That brings us to 14. Now King Herod heard of him, for his name had become well known, and he said, John the Baptist is risen from the dead, and therefore those powers are at work in him. I want to say two things here that I think need said. One is sort of a cleanup from something we said the other day, and the other is speculative. Let's start with the cleanup. A few days ago, we talked about the fact that when Jesus goes to Nazareth and is rejected, in both the Matthew and Luke versions of that story, it precedes John the Baptist having his head cut off. I told you it's hard to identify if the Mark version of the story is the same because we don't have John the Baptist getting his head cut off. Well, the reason I need to clean that up is because Mark just doesn't record it, but it's obviously already happened. And the reason it's obviously already happened is because of our verse. King Herod heard of Jesus because his name had become well known, and he said, John the Baptist is risen from the dead. So the only way that John the Baptist is risen from the dead is if John the Baptist has already been killed. And King Herod, of course, is the one who had John the Baptist's head removed. Okay, that's a cleanup. Here's an observation, or at least something that could lead us to some questions. Herod could very well have sent someone to wherever John the Baptist was buried and peered into that tomb and said, is his body still there? But he doesn't. Now, I don't want to read too much into it, but I do think it's worth observing, and I'm not the first to observe this. And scholars have talked about this over the years, that the idea of resurrection through a Hebrew lens, which was a very controversial subject, by the way. Not every Hebrew scholar even agreed that there was going to be a resurrection. The Sadducees didn't believe in one. But what it looked like might be different than what we think when we think resurrection. And this verse has been used as evidence of that. Because we think of resurrection as a body being resuscitated and healed. But it's quite possible that the Hebrews thought of resurrection as an entirely new body, possibly even the old body still in the tomb. John the Baptist had his head cut off. When Herod thinks Jesus might be John the Baptist, we don't see Herod, we we don't see the, the fact that his head is on his body 
a disturbance to Herod. And he doesn't go check the tomb as proof as to whether or not Jesus or John the Baptist had raised from the dead because quite possibly his idea of resurrection is maybe a little bit more like the Apostle Paul's who seems to teach in 1 Corinthians 15 that resurrection is an entirely new form of life. One, the natural, is from the flesh. The other, the celestial, is from the heavens or from the realm of the Spirit. We didn't cover a lot of ground today, but it was worth looking at. We'll move on into 15 and uh, 16. This is, we'll kind of finish this story over the next day or so. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.